This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Hello and welcome to our latest episode, which sees us approaching the end of our coverage of season one. Um, I don't think I've ever announced this, but what I thought it it might be uh, an idea to do is, as we end a a season, we end with a guest character from the very last episode of that season. All right, and so that's what we're going to be doing with with, uh, season one. Our very last guest character is going to be Ensor himself, Ensor Senior. Um, although we will be going back to season one when we do our Travis Mark one um, special episode. Hello, Ian. By the way, <laughs> hello, Sorry, Eric. Just just letting, you, letting you uh, monologue away there. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, I'm glad I remember that. If you hadn't stopped me, I might have gone right the way to the end. Well, it's it, like, oh, hang it, on, isn't there meant to be someone else here? It seems so professional. It was churlish to interrupt it, you. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless her. So, would you plan to do this from the beginning, or is this just luck, lucked out on season one? No, 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 always from the beginning, yeah, because, you know, um, without exception, every uh, season ends on a cliffhanger, doesn't it? That's true, yes. So let's go out with a character from that cliffhanger. Makes sense, makes sense. Yes, and as I say, aside from um, when we go back to talk about Travis in Seat Locators Joy, when we do Ensor, that will be our last ever trip to season one, which is a bit sad. It is, it is. Sad. It's sort of when last week when you said we're doing this and it's like, oh blimey, we're, we've we've almost covered all the episodes in mm. season one. Yeah, when I put the DVD on yeah. to, to to watch it, it's like this one. Um, this is the last time I ever put that particular DVD in a DVD player because Poss- we, we, possibly we can't last time you ever do it, you'll be sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a lot of people who listen to this. Yes, yes. All right. Sh- shall we crack on with it then? Yes. Shall we? Yeah. Let's um, let's get going. Yeah, now, very unusually for Blake Seven, the story actually starts with our guest character. Um, he's in that Ford Cortina. Isn't he is, he? yeah. He's he's doing a little road trip, isn't he? He he's, is. He's doing the equivalent of driving home from a from going a long way to visit a hospital, isn't he, really? Yes. And it's got a, a, a nice red and white livery. Yeah, it's got a go it? faster stripe, yeah. I was thinking Starsky and Hutch. If there oh, had been yeah, a bit more yeah. red on there... It could have been a. It's not a Ford Cortina. It's the whatever it was, you know, in Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, the uh, what was it, Gran Torino? Ford That's Torino? the one. Something yeah, like yeah, Gran Torino. I think yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, no, no. And I think it's very unusual for Blake Seven because you've got this shot of the full size version, and the camera goes past it. You can clearly see that it is a full size version because there's actors inside it, and they superimposed a Starfield behind it. Yeah, which is it's quite a nice bit of effort, really, for them. I don't think we ever see anything like this ever again. Um, no, well, it's very... I mean, it's, it's unusual to start an episode on anything other than either the space shots or straight in at the Liberator, isn't it? Mm. There's one or two. I think Project Avalon starts not on the ship, doesn't it? That starts, That's I down think. on the icy planet, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it but, is an unusual thing to do. 
And it, it's very well done. The only other mm. one I can think of off the top of my head where you do get a small spacecraft like this and you can clearly see the occupant inside yeah. is the space rats. And we know how crap yeah. that looked. Oh, that was, that was awful. But it that, was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose we've said before, haven't we, that the I, I, I imagine a lot of times the, the people making the ships and that are not quite certain how they're going to be used or mm. uh, you know what's, what general scale they're going to be, so... Because we've we've also said before they don't like putting windows in ships, do they? Presumably for this very reason that yes, that uh, you've either got to do something with it on the model or try and map something in afterwards. Mm. And of course, this is the four Cortina, so this yes. is the ship our friend Simon uh, built, didn't yes. he? Yes, yeah, he did. He certainly did. He did a good job. He did a very good job, and and there was some conjecture, wasn't there? Did did he model it after the full size prop, or did yes, the full size yes. prop come afterwards? And and he's pretty sure he did the miniature first, and then they built this whacking great big full size one afterwards. In which case, they've done an excellent job. I mean, yeah. the two match up com- completely, don't they? Yeah, I wonder who. Um, I mean, I I wonder if it had been built by the like the scenery guys. Would it have been classed as scenery? Um, I wonder who built it the bit the full size one and um, did they did they enjoy having to go follow a smaller model? <laughs> Probably mm. not. No, and then of course you know seventies you know BBC unions oh, and everything. It would have been yeah. the demarcation would have been very very clear, wouldn't it? It would yes. have, yeah, it would. Have. I mean, to the point where they wouldn't even probably even have allowed them to talk to the other people to yeah, in case there's some sort of uh, crossover. There was tons of arguments. What wasn't there? What constitutes oh. props and what yeah. constitutes scenery um, and, and and what have you? Isn't there? Yeah, it's um, it it was a huge sort of uh, uh, affair, wasn't it? Mm. That, you know, I mean, especially like you were saying um, about the the uh, ultras, and I've I've seen that on a few other Doctor Who ones where they'll the director will have a great idea of getting the the makeup person to do the costume because then it'll all fit and it's like nope nope stop that <laughs> all right well, well this is a nice shot but we don't go inside because almost immediately we go to space command and and, and we've got a very young looking serverland um watching the progress of this ship uh, apparently it's a space master spaceship so there we go does that go on the yeah. list space yeah. master i think well i think that's that's a name more than a description isn't it that's yeah. like, oh yeah. That's like that. You could you could imagine a caravan being called the Space Master Two Thousand or something, can't you? All right, we'll allow that then, shall yes. we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and we go back and uh, to them, and uh, the camera camera literally goes in through the cockpit window, and yeah. and there he is Ensor Junior. Ensor Junior, not very junior. No, I, <laughs> it's quite. I, I'm quite. I'm happy they didn't go. I mean, that was a nice thing about Blake Seven and. and 1970s sci-fi in general wasn't it they didn't tend to go for good looking young people uh, no, no apologies to the you know apologies to the cast i'm sure at the time they thought they were good looking young people but you watch it now and it's like it's nice to see that ensor junior is sort of this middle-aged mm. slightly uh slightly tubby man yeah i mean if it was remade now that would definitely oh. be a teenager yeah no, mm. definitely, and one of the one of the cast would have had to fall in love with him. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. What do you th- what do you make of the junior bit? Um, I could see because Ensor's very self centered, isn't he? He's very narcissistic, so I could see that he would want his son to be Ensor Junior. Um, and then if they had, if his son had a son, I'm sure it'd be Ensor the Third. 
Yeah, um, I was I was thinking this, but then yeah. it occurred to me because I watched it twice. Um, he's not given a name. I don't think he's ever says that his name's Ensor Junior. He just talks about my father. I don't think he. I no. think we get the Ensor Junior from the cast list. Didn't, does, so do none of the none of our crew. They don't him. call him by name. No, I'm trying to think. No, no you're, you're probably right. So I wonder if he was actually... Did they just call it... Was it just one of those lazy script things where... I think who's so. Who's this? Oh, it's Ensor Junior. Yeah. Could yeah. be. I mean, there's even more questions about like who the mother was and, and mm. what the because what these two do on the planet alone together. I just picture him like Steptoe and Son just constantly mm. arguing. <laughs> you dirty old inventor. Yeah. It, it That would be a show in itself, I think. Yeah. The two but, Ensors, yeah. Yeah, he's not named because, you know, mm. Serverland says about Ensor's son came to yeah. see me, you know. I don't think he's he's ever called anything. So Perhaps this it is... isn't. Perhaps this is a, a, a case of it. They've just called him that in the credits because they've got to call, call him something in the credits. Mm. Mm. So I wonder if anyone's listening has got access to the original scripts or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have quite easily have mm. said in the credits, the son of Ensor. Yeah, the son of Ensor. Yeah, yeah. Because it is a bit crap, isn't it? Ensor yeah, well, junior. We, it, it's a very American thing, isn't it? All this junior and mm. the third and the fourths. We, I mean, I, I'm trying to think if I can think of anyone I know personally who has the same name as oh, their I parent. Know. I can't think of any. I tell you what, I, I've been researching my family tree, and both mm. sides of my my uh, uh, parents' sides of the families, somewhere around about 1900 and back. There is a tradition of the son just being named after the father, but there's never a junior yeah. after it. So yeah, yeah. My, yeah. my dad was Robert Henry, and his dad was called Robert, you know, and his uh, granddad was called Robert. So yeah. you've got tons of people with the same name, but there's never a, a, a junior stuck after it, is there? Because the British, the, the British, the traditional British way of doing things going back a while was to, so you would you would be like, if your dad was Stephen, you would be Eric Stephen's son. And that's how we get yes. all the, the names like that. So if the, if that did work, you'd be Stephen Stevenson. It would rapidly get confusing, wouldn't it? It'd be like you've got Stephen Junior Stevenson. Yeah. <laughs> well, he sat there, uh, Junior. Yeah. We'll call in him his, Junior from in now on. In his space cardigan. Yes, in his space cardie, and somebody called Marriott. Take a look up there, Marriott. What is it? That's the planet, Cephalon. Which means that we're on course and speed. Six more days and we'll be at our destination. You keep saying our destination, just where is it? What's its name? We'll find out all in good time. But why the secrecy now? We're on our way, there's nothing to lose by telling me where we're going. Security has become a habit with us. It's become second nature. Because of it, we've enjoyed 30-odd years of complete independence. That's something we value. Is there anything down there? There was, once. Yes, once it was the trading and cultural center for this entire star system. Very important, once. Not anymore. But what happened? War. Reversion to primitive. No one is certain if there is any people left down there. At one time... What's wrong? What's the matter? We're getting trajectory shift. Compensators aren't holding us. I'm going over to manual. Yes, Marriott. Uh, used to run a very good hotel, I understand. Um, I like Marriott. I, think he's, he, I wish we'd have seen more of him. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, he is good. Uh, they're, they're passing a planet called Cephalon. Yes. And, and, and they're six days away from their destination, which Junior is keeping from Marriott. Um, and, yeah, he says we've been hidden away for 30 years. Yeah. That made me start thinking, yes, where, where's Junior's mum? Well, yeah, right? where, yeah, where's the mum? What happened to her? Was she on the planet with them? Or, like I say, has this been 30 years of just father and son bickering over Scrabble? I hadn't thought about the stepto yeah. and son thing, but yeah. that is very good. That is very good. Yeah. Now, presumably, you know, every so often, Junior goes off for supplies in his yeah. little Ford Cortina <laughs> to get supplies to bring He hasn't back. even got a hatchback, has he? It's, it's not... No. So so he he does that because later on, Serverland yeah. says there's been rumours of Aurac for years. Yeah. So that raises the question, where are these rumours starting from? Well, I think, his, I think his son is a gossipy fellow, isn't he? He's probably... Because when he's getting away from Dad, he's off down the pub at the first planet, isn't he? <laughs> it's either that, or I thought it was something like, you know, how they reckoned that uh, Bruce Wayne and Alfred built the Batcave and the Batmobile by, by buying parts from different people and then assembling it into this new thing. And maybe with Ensor Jr. going off and buying all these bits for a supercomputer, someone in the Federation is going, uh, potentially, if you combine this, this, this and this, you might get a supercomputer. And that's where the rumour's coming from. Could be. I'm not entirely sure the Federation is that clever. <laughs> I don't know. They haven't shown it so far. I, unless it's like... Um... As he's as he's built Aurac and he's been testing it, Aurac's been linking into other computers and they're keeping, you know, they're sort of they've oh, pieced it together that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, I, yeah that, that that that's a much better one. Yeah, no, no, no all right. We'll say that then, shall yeah. we? Yeah. Right. Or or we just said about it in the pub to the wrong person. Yeah, in I was in the pub. I was in the pub, Dad. I I only told it to this one guy. He had an eye patch. He was a lovely fella. He won't tell anyone. <laughs> All right, well, Ensor spouts the uh, quite uh, cliche Uncle Terry thing about how the planet was very important, but there's been yeah. a war and a, a reversion to um, the uh, the Stone Age, yes? Yes, yeah. It seemed to be one of uh, Uncle Terry's preoccupations, wasn't it, that eventually we would war ourselves back to the Stone Age. Stone Age, yeah. Think, yeah, he had a thing about Stone Age people, didn't he? He had a thing about all sorts of things, and he used he did, them over yeah. and over again, yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, alarms start going off, and uh, they start to lose control and start falling into the atmosphere. Um, yes. But but I like how Ensor he, he he gets it back under control immediately. They don't just yeah. the bomb goes off and then they go to crash. He actually gets it back under control. But then you've got an explosion, haven't you, on the outside and on the inside? Yeah, because you. I mean, he must be a fairly competent pilot, mustn't he? To because, like you say, we we imagine he's been doing this fairly regularly, going out for the shopping and that, mm. and the supplies. Mm. So yeah, it's nice. It's not, I think it's quite nice actually because it's one of those. Oh, the tension's over. No, it's not. Mm. Mm. You know, which now is a cliche, isn't it? But probably wasn't then. No, no. Um, the Liberator just so happens to be close by, Lucky. and uh, yes, and the ship was undergoing a security check when the explosion happened. What's happened? There was an explosion. Could have been a power unit burnout. Zen location about five minutes ago. We put her on the scanner to run a security check. Suddenly she just went off course. Shouldn't we try and help them? If they're still alive. Identification. The ship is a Space Master Series 5. Four neutron power units with a maximum thrust of four by six. 
Does she carry life capsules? Standard equipment specification lists two high-impact, unpowered survival modules. She's entering the atmosphere, beginning to burn up. Yes. I don't know why you do a security check on the Liberator. I don't. What were they checking? People's pin numbers or yeah? How do you make, check making the security? sure the firewall was up? Yeah, you haven't got ORAC yet. How do you? How no. do you do your security check? Hmm. I don't. Yeah, it's, it's, unless they, they were unless they were just periodically, you know, making sure Zen is not going to let anyone else have access. Is it still only us? Zen? Still only us? Excellent. Mm. <laughs> The Liberator's screen shows a graphic of the ship entering the atmosphere, yes. and I wish they had just left it at that, because next you yeah. get this terrible video effect of the ship tumbling next to an image of the planet. Yeah, it's not good. It was Because the, the graphic they show of the ship tumbling is really nice. It's sort of it's simple, and it works, and it's quite believable. It's not a P-light, you know. But, um, yeah, the, the actual effect, no. not so good. I've got a behind-the-scenes photo of them filming that, oh, uh, the, the, the model that Simon built and that. And uh, But they, they filmed it on video. Maybe if it had been on film, wow. um, that is it unusual. might have looked a bit better. That is unusual. I wonder why that was done on video. I don't know. I don't know. And, yeah, that graphic's very nice, and I like the graphic of the two escape pods yes. in. Um, um, and then you get this shot that's really rather different isn't it you've got the two capsules tumbling towards the camera in yeah, like slow quite, motion quite arty done isn't it that's a that's a special effects guy shot isn't it someone said i, I i've had this idea for a shot i think we can do it mm. and they've done mm. it i mean it looks all right it looks good enough. yeah matt irvine on mm. one of the behind the scenes uh dvds says about how uh they they were made out of uh, solid wood these yeah. uh, th- these escape pods because yes they had had them up in the rafters they blacked everything out and they dropped them towards the camera but filming in high speed. I wonder if so there that's was why a you get this camera slow motion <laughs> operating the camera. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, it, they it, still it's exist, unusual they? shot. Yeah, they still. Oh yes, exist, yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah. still got them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but it's just an unusual shot. It's There's nice, no stars yeah. or anything. Um, they I, just tumble towards the camera. Yeah, occasionally they'll do that when they they'll surprise us with something that's quite arty. Mm. And and it's nice. It's not. It's not because if the whole series was arty like this, I think it would grate very quickly. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and we get this not very good animation of of the ship crashing. You know, flying through the sky yeah. and crashing on the other side of the uh, quarry, and uh, Serverland smirking as uh, she sees that the ship has crashed. Yeah, they've got instant communication again, haven't they? Because mm. mm. this is quite away, presumably, from her ship. Her Although it does move about, doesn't it? The uh, space base. Space base, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the next bit coming up, you know, where you've got Avon, Villa, Gan and Jenna all going yeah. down in their colour-coded um, space anoraks, apart from yeah. Avon, of course. Avon, it's too cool for school. He's wearing Baco foil. Isn't he? he wears Baco foil instead. Um, yeah, we've already discussed all this on we the have, MIGAT yes. episode. We could have so just cut it in and pretended we've put some We could in. Have, have a double... Double yeah. bill, yes. Um, so we're going to fast forward all that, uh, them arriving and going past the Megat hatch, um, <laughs> to, to, to where Jenna and Gan find the capsule. Yes. And uh, again, I mean, you know, the model looks just like the full-size one. Yeah. And this one, th- th- this full-size one, that's not a bit of polystyrene. Somebody's gone to a lot of effort to build that. It looks really well built and sturdy, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, because I was watching it and thinking, now have they... 
found something you know was it like a, a flotation aid or some you know what i mean like a, a for a boat oh, yeah. it looks really good it? it looks it's probably fiberglass but if they've made it then fair dues to them for for a, a quickie shot they've put a lot mm. of effort into it yeah because you barely see it i mean yeah. here, here you've got marriott and he's dead um, and Avon and Villa fine Ensor. I keep calling him Ensor. His name's not Ensor. It's Junior. Junior. Um, yeah. Junior. Yeah, they find Junior tumbled out of his capsule, and uh, yes. that, 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 they call up to the ship, and we've got Callie on the 3D Walkman again. I'd forgotten about that. Uh, yeah. And then that whole terrible sequence of where they come back up and nobody notices that Jenna's gone. Yeah, which, is, again, is a Terry trope, isn't it? That mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, you have a drinking game with a lot of terrible could. things, oh, couldn't you'd, you? You'd get drunk very quickly. Very, very quickly, yes. Uh, they get Ensor onto what looks like a dentist's chair yes. in, in the Don't spare room. Yes, very comfy at all. Mm. And Callie is left to look after him as the others realise Jenna's not on board and you get all the rest of it. She always and used to get lumped, didn't she, with the uh, she did. looking after people role. Y- yes. Um and and nearly said it. Junior is delirious Junior, yeah. uh, as yes. Blake checks uh, Marriott's wallet. He was a space yeah. surgeon. Now we've had space yeah. surgeon before, and and, and we, we did have, put that yes. on the list, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier actually before we started recording. I thought, did were we right to do that? Yes. Is it an actual rank? But then I thought, no, this is just because he. I doubt he does his surgery in space. He's going mm. to be on a planet or on a ship. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we can safely put this on. Yeah. You pointed out before that there's space medicine, and you said, that's no, that's true, rubbish. Yes. Medicine yeah, is medicine. Have. You can't have land medicine and sea medicine and air medicine. Medicine is medicine, isn't it? It is, yeah. So I think space surgeon is just an offshoot of that, yes. isn't it? Yeah. And does that mean got... there's space dentists? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a thought. Um Apparently he's got a double A security clearance. Oh, Blake's yeah. quite impressed by that. Yeah, they're they're quite shocked by this, aren't yes. they? That... he can get into yeah. anywhere in Space Command. So I wonder what the highest security clearance is. So is this like the equivalent of Serverland has? Serverland must be double A. Yeah, yeah, or triple A. Triple A, I think. Yeah, she's a bit slimmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blake also finds some micro power cells. Yes. Which junior. were as soon as he opens it. It's I what we that. it's what we were talking about last week. Why do you have to have something make a noise when yeah. you open it in a science fiction thing? Because you're watching it and he opens it and if there's no were and you're going, Well, what are they? But it works. Yeah. You go, Oh power cells <laughs> Space cells. Yeah. Space cells, oh good lord. What are those? I don't know. Look like micro parcels. I've never seen that type before. You're quite safe. We've given you something to ease the pain. Uh, You're going to be all right. Uh, Marriott? Boy, have a Marriott. We found his body. He was probably dead before you left your ship. Uh, energy cells? They're here. They're quite safe. Must get to my father uh, without them. Has only a few days to live. Gently, gently. Shh. He'll die. Don't you understand? He'll die without the. Stay calm. You, you get to him. Promise. Promise. We'll do everything we can. Now, what was your destination? Planet. Iris. No. Where? 
Nav navigation log. Give all flight details you need. All right, we'll run it through our computers. When you reach him, tell him Federation have agreed all terms will pay one hundred million credits for Orac. Um, yeah, Junior wants to know where Maria and the cells are. Um, yeah. and says that his father will die in days if he doesn't get them. Which is nice that his first thought is for his dad, mm. his old daddy. Mm. All the way through this, I, I like yeah. old Tony in this role. Um, yeah, he's really good. He is. He, he, I think this is an excellent character. He just wants mm. to get back to help his dad, doesn't he? It was a, That's yeah. all he wants. It was a shame he only lasted one episode. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I like all the way through it, you know, he is very insistent, but he's polite. Yeah. Yeah. All the way through, isn't he? He doesn't want to do what he's having to do. No. And he, he but he's he needs he's gotta get it done, that's his number one priority. Yes. Yeah, it's, mm. it's really nicely written. Mm. And he also tells them that his dad's on the planet Aristo. Aristo, uh, yeah. Aristo. Which sounds like an oven cleaner to me. It does a bit. Yeah. Or Bisto, it's like a Bisto, gravy yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Ah, Bisto. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm having Bisto tonight, actually. I've just hey, bought oh, some Bisto, just going off on a little tangent. <laughs> yes. Um, and he says, um, when you reach him, tell him that the Federation have agreed to all the terms and will pay 100 million credits for ORAC. Yeah. Now, this is... So, originally, Avon was going to steal all of the international banking cartel's money, and that was <laughs> 5 million, wasn't it? But which they then changed to 50 and then 500 million inflation, mm -hmm. I suppose. Mm -hmm. So they're 100 million. Because again, they're all shocked at this amount, aren't they? Mm -hmm. But they know they've got more than that in in uh, Avon's little jewelry bag. Yes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. not very consistent on your Not money consistent, front. Terry. No, no. Uh, Blake says he, he, of course, he'll help them once they yeah. get the others back on board. And uh, later on, Ensor joins Blake and Callie on the flight deck and says they've got to leave immediately. And as I say, he's very polite. Yeah. And he, he barely reaches a shout later on. But, um, um, and he is sorry that he's having to do it. But, but uh, um, insistent but polite, I think, is yeah. a nice way of putting it. Yeah. I mean, he's putting people on the planet's lives at risk. Mm -hmm. But I suppose from his point of view, he, he doesn't really know that, does he? It's... He's weighing it up. Mm, mm. And and Blake, of course, he's standing his ground. He can't leave one yeah. of his crewmates behind. And he says, look, I will help you, you know, but one of the crew is lost on the planet and they can't leave her. You know, we've got, we've got this whole radiation thing as well, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, take a drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and oh, sorry, Junior is imploring. And uh, yeah. when he fails, he pulls out a gun. Let's go now. Delay any longer, we'll be too late. One of my crew is lost on that planet. Right now, finding her is all I care about. But, but he'll die. If I don't get to him, don't you understand? My father will die. The Liberator is ten times faster than the ship you were traveling in. We will get there in time. But I can't risk that. We must go now. No. We're staying here for as long as it takes. Keep back. Kill her. I mean it. Now you get the ship started. Coordinates. 11, 2, intersect, 5, 9. Not a chance. Do you think 
think I'll abandon my crew, leave them on the surface? That's their problem. Now, you do as I tell you. Look, I don't want to harm either of you, but I will. I'll kill her, and you, her first, and then you. Now, don't force me to do it. I'll get it started now. Yeah, he doesn't do that straight away. Mm. They're very, very like Blake, isn't he? That Blake's... This is this is like a typical British argument. It's two people being very polite mm. till the last minute when there's amazing amounts of violence. Mm. This gun he pulls out. Yeah. Right? I like this gun. Um, I've never seen it on display anywhere. I don't know if it still exists. But uh, uh, when I set up my uh, other Facebook page all about Blake 7 weaponry and spacecraft, um, I was asking people on there... Do you recognise what this is from? Because yeah. it, 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 it's not a toy, whatever it is. I don't think it's a toy. And it's got this strange, like, uh, ribbon down yeah. the side of it with holes in it. And someone pointed out, and I think it might have been Phil Stevens, said that looks to me like, you know, when you get those, I, what are they called? They're on cars. You know, they're like the rubber things that are all like, you know, tubing um, things like a, a, what are they called where it's a series of like circles you know that cut form it go into a cone do you know what i'm talking about oh um yeah uh like the this like the seals and that you get yes yeah yeah, yeah 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 he he reckons and i think he's right it looks like it's one of them but somebody has cut the sides off you cut you just slice it vertically each side which exposes the hollowness of it you know, and just makes it look yeah. a bit more interesting. It's a really nice gun. Um, I don't, I don't I'm know. You haven't made it. I, I would like to make it, but um, yeah, it, it, it's the it's this ribbon thing that that that's putting me off. I could do the rest of it, but getting that right, I think, would be tricky. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be a nice, nice little gun. It's handy that this is the only gun we ever see with a a sort of um, dead man switch on mm, it, isn't it? Mm. It comes comes in handy later. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And Junior says he doesn't want to harm either of them, but he will, and he'll kill yeah. Callie, and then he will kill Blake. And he's got Callie on the floor um, with a gun to her head, and Callie goes, are, are we to stay like this for the whole flight? And, yeah, uh, Callie's brilliant. As yeah, he, as yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Junior's brilliant because he's ap apologetic. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry about this. Um, but Blake says, look, the medication's going to wear off, and he just needs one second and and you know it, it's all all bluster on Blake's part, yeah. isn't it? But uh, Junior's well, it like, is when we see the speedy move yeah. later. <laughs> it's very much bluster. I only need one second. Yeah. He goes, put him in his finger up, and and um, Junior's like, well, all right then, you, but you better choose it very carefully. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I I think the uh, the money's on Ensor Junior here. Yes, to be yes, honest, yes, yes, yes. Um, at Space Command, Travis goes to see Serverland. And uh, I'm, I'm going to put a big clip here because uh, it is truly great stuff. You sent for me. You've lost some of your fire, Travis. Whatever happened to your pride? My pride, Supreme Commander. I ignored you. A calculated insult. You obviously recognized it as such. I did. And yet you remained silent. There was a time when you wouldn't have taken an insult like that from anyone. Not even me. True. I want my command back. To get it, I'll do whatever's necessary. 
If you think my silence is weakness, you mistake me. Better? I was afraid that the suspension and the court of inquiry into your mishandling of the Blake affair might have broken your spirit. I don't break that easily. You were expected to resign the service. Why didn't you? I told you I want my command back. It's the only way I can catch. You really are obsessed with Blake, aren't you? It's my right. It's my intention that you should get another chance to exercise that right. And at the same time, redeem your somewhat blemished record. However, there are more important things than Blake. Not for me. More immediate, then. Orac, for example. Orac? There have been rumours about it for years. A scientist called Ensor has been working on it. Despite considerable investigation, we've never been able to locate him. And you want me to find him for you? Mm -mm. It's no longer necessary. A little while ago, Ensor's son came to see me. His father was ill. He needed medical help and equipment. While he was here, he showed me plans of his father's creation. Aurac. It is a brilliant achievement. There is nothing else like it in the universe. And he wanted to sell it. Expensive, Travis. He wants 100 million. 100 million? Are you sure whatever it is is worth that much? It's worth ten times that much. Huh? So I agreed to buy it. Do you have the authority? No. Now listen, Travis, I've told no one of this. Ensor and his father live alone on the planet Arista. He made it clear that if there was any attempt to take Orak by force, he would destroy it. Would he do that? Oh, yes. He thought it through very carefully. He wouldn't even reveal the location of the laboratory until I'd agreed to all his terms. Which were? A space surgeon was to go with him. I sent Marriott. How much did you tell him? Only what his orders were. He's a good man. Marriott was to remain with Ensor as a hostage until the transaction was complete. I was to get the hundred million, take it in an unarmed ship, and in return I'd get Marriott and Aurak. So now all you have to do is to persuade the Federation to let you spend one hundred million. Mm, that could take years. You have an alternative? Yes. It occurred to me that if Ensor didn't get back in time, then in a very little while, his father would die. So I took the precaution of placing a small explosive device in his ship. You said Marriott was on board? Yes. That was unfortunate, but unavoidable, I'm afraid. Well, don't you see? Orac is ours for the taking. When do we leave? Start making arrangements. Maximum security. No flight plan is to be filed. When we do leave, it must be in total secrecy. However long it takes, Travis, you must cover our tracks completely. No one must know anything about it. Right. You're almost as ruthless as I am. You underestimate me, Travis. It begins to look that way. 
What's the matter? Marion. What about him? His disappearance. There may be questions. In 12 hours, I shall have him posted as a deserter. And his family go into slavery on one of the frontier worlds. It is the normal procedure in a case of desertion. Of course. Do you remember the medic that saved my life? You're wasting it time. Was Does it matter? No. No. Only Blake matters now. Yeah, we, we get some some humanizing of Travis Mark one, don't we? Mm. Which is really All nice. the, and, and and it's not just the humanizing of, of Travis Mark one, it's it's showing a side of Serverland that yep. well maybe two sides of Serverland that we haven't up to this point really seen because watching it, she is doing things deliberately to rile Travis and put him in his place and it's almost like a cat toying with a mouse, Serverland yeah, with Travis yeah, in this it's, bit. Because uh, in in previous encounters in season one it's been very much a professional. We, I mean, in fact, we remarked on it that it's so refreshing that it's a professional relationship. They're both professionals doing a job. She let Travis plan everything. And you can see now that now that Travis's plan's continually gone wrong, mm. not necessarily through any fault of his own, but, you know, he, there were his plans, he gets blamed, that she's now, the trust is gone. Mm. And I think even though Travis sort of puts his duty above his... His, his friendship and his own co- more common sense in this episode you can see it, it withering away and it, 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 Travis's arc is so I mean I don't know whether it was planned meticulously but when you watch it it, it all fits into place mm. you can see as, you can see where Servalan absolutely ruins him yep. as, a, as an officer she is. She, yeah. She's mocking him here. Yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, she admits to it. She 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 blatantly yeah. ignores him. You know, he, he comes in and she carries on doing whatever she's doing. And, yeah. and Sir, she, Serverland's politics are toxic to the military. Yeah. being successful, and you can, it's it, it's really good stuff. Yeah, and and she says, "I've I've ignored you." It's a calculated yeah. insult. Um, yeah. And but he didn't rise to the bait of, did he? No. Um, and and he says he didn't because he wants his command back. Yeah, he's still, he's still, she's got something he wants and he's, he'll play the game and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that, because she says, oh, uh, th- th- there was thought that he would resign after the inquiry yeah, into and, his handling and of the blade thing. bugger off sort of thing, innit? Yeah, and, and he, he stops himself because he says, I want my command back, it's the only way I can get Blake, and he sort of like yeah. stops, doesn't he? But yeah, he is still obsessed by catching Blake. Oh yeah, that's it, and... I just feel so sorry for Travis. I know he's a mass murderer, but it's like, oh, mm. bless him. Mm. And she tells him of Orac. Um, yes. And, and, and yes, there has been rumours about it for years. And Ensor is hidden away, building it. Because no one knows about Orac at this point. And then later on, it's sort of, everything's retconned. Where everyone knows about Orac. Everyone mm-hmm. knows about Ensor. And yeah. everyone seems to be in his class. And, but, but not here, now. it's nice. Yeah, it's, ni- it's nice know. that it's totally new. Yeah. Whereas, you know, later on, or like you say, if this was Star Wars or whatever, he would know everything about it. It would be the fabled Orac. Mm. And it's nice that not people don't know everything. No, Why should they? No. But she also says that Junior has been to see her. So, yeah. obviously, the Ford Cortina is docked at Space Command. <laughs> that would be a lovely shot, wouldn't it? 
Yes, yes, and uh, and he tells her that his dad needs medical help, and uh, and showed her the plans for Orac, yeah. which she says is a breathless achievement, and uh, and they want to sell it. They want to sell it for hundred million, um, and um, Travis is like hundred million. Is it worth that? She's like it's worth ten times that much, um, and she agreed to buy it from them, even though she didn't have the authority. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but what 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 was Ensor going to do with the money? True, I'll tell you what occurred to me. That didn't occur to me, but something occurred to me. I mean, the whole deal is, isn't it, that uh, the two of them are on this planet Aristo, and any attempt to take Orak by force, and it will be destroyed. But um, he's to go back with Marriott. Yep who we find out is the surgeon who saved Travis's life. The plan was Marriott goes to Aristo, performs the surgery, Servalane goes with the money and returns with Marriott and Orac, right? But yeah. didn't it occur to Ensor or Junior that once they've got Orac, they can just go back, take the money and kill both of them? Yeah, you would have to, you would have to keep hit their location secret. You would, I suppose that they're, they're sort of implying that as a scientist, Ensor is not used to dealing with with ruthless. Yeah. Like also, um, I mean, Ensor is quite old. Oh, Junior's quite yes. old, but Ensor is quite yeah. quite old. and might think the Federation is still the Federation yeah, that we've no, discussed that, before. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, before yeah. the military thing, and and a deal's a deal, and he'll be treated fairly. Yeah, um, and he might he might. Yeah, yeah, that, that's very good. That he, yeah, he's he's still used to the old the pre, Serverland Federation. Um, so, but he also might think that the sensible thing for anyone to do would just be to pay him and do it. He's mm. not. It's not like he's Blake, is it? He's not no. gonna. So the only reason Servalan is trying to do it is because she hasn't got the money. Yes. You know she's not authorized to do it. But if she'd have, I mean, I presume she'd have had to gone to the president or something. Who's going to authorize mm. it? The president. Yeah, she would have had to have gone to the president. Yeah. Yeah. But wouldn't it have made sense if it's if Orac's this powerful? You're scuppered by your own shenanigans. Just pay it and mm. be honest about it. You've yeah. spent a hundred million. You've got all that. You've got all I mean, I mean, I don't know how the economy works, but just tax the people a bit more. Mm. Mm. Put a penny on income tax. Mm. You'll be fine. Maybe Ensor's uh, idea was once they get a hundred million, they just leg it in the Ford Cortina. Yeah. Perhaps they were going to buy a new one. Perhaps they needed the money for a new mm. car. Mm. But perhaps Ensor was going to double cross the Federation. Because the other thing I've always sort of worried about is the Federation, he hides from the Federation because the Federation is totally against his his own sort of lean-ins. Mm -hmm. Why is he suddenly willing to give them the most powerful, even if he needs the money? Again, what's he... It's not like he's got a mortgage, is it? I don't no. And also, we'll find out in the Ensor episode, you know, that the, um, these microcells are for his, like, pacemaker. Yes. And, yeah. and they only have a limited amount of life, and the old ones are wearing out. Why didn't Ensor Jr. go off, like, ten years before? And yeah, get them? do that first. Why do them both at Why the same time? Why let it the last minute? First, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and here we have more of the the true Servalan. Um, it occurs to her that if Junior doesn't arrive, Ensor will die, and they can just go along and get Orac. Um, yeah. So a bomb was put on the sh ship. Yeah, ruthless. Hmm. Mm. And yeah, and that's what that's what Travis says. He says you're almost yeah. as ruthless as I am. Um, but again, I th I think she's even more ruthless than that because I think her choosing Maria out of all the other 
space surgeons there could be, again, is to torture Travis. Yeah, I think so. You know, yeah, I think this was a, this wasn't she didn't just go to the next guy in the, you know he just happened to be the surgeon on duty. Yeah, mm. she's chosen this because she know it, it will have an effect on Travis. I think at the end of this, she was going to kill Travis anyway. Mm. If she'd have got Orac, Travis was a dead man. Yeah, but that doesn't stop her wanting her sport beforehand. Oh this yeah, yeah, she wants to toy she's with. Doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's, she's chosen Marriott yeah. because it will bother him, you know, because you yeah. know he will be posted as a deserter, and his family will be uh, put into slavery as yeah, punishment almost, for yeah. it. It's and it does like... bother him. I mean, Stephen Grief is really good in this. It oh, does yeah, bother him. Superb. And 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 and, and but he, she, she says, "Oh, is it a problem or something like that?" And he's like, "No, all that matters is you know is Blake, yeah. you know." So His he can dismiss kicks it. In. Mm. I don't. Well, I don't think he dismisses it. He just he just puts it to the back yes. of his mind, doesn't he? Yeah. I think again. I think if if this would have all come through and they'd have got Orac and he'd have killed Blake, he probably would have killed Servalan as well. So. They're both think? as bad no, as it. Yeah, I, 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 I maybe he's, for this. he's broken at this point. Yeah. yeah, maybe for the Marriott thing he might yeah. have. But if it hadn't been Marriott, maybe I mean he is a career guy, isn't he? he, he yeah, he's military through and through. He might have just gone back to doing what he was doing. But I think she's just she's pushed at this point. She's pushed him too far. There's no coming mm. back for him. Mm. Do you yeah. think this is all, you know, I mean, I, I don't know in, in the great scheme of things whether this was actually on their minds or, at all or anything, but, you know, it, this is pushing him into the realm of madness, isn't it? Which we'll see yeah. in Travis Mark II. Um, well, from um, what I can understand, they they always they always plan, even though they didn't know that Stephen Grief wouldn't be available, they always planned for Travis to become... Uh, the outlaw, mm. the, the mad Moriarty-style figure. Um, because I don't think Servalan was going to be quite the big villain that she rapidly became. Well, she, she, she was yeah. only going to be in like three yeah. or four stories, wasn't yeah. she? So I think had it had Jacqueline Pierce not been so good I th- and Stephen Grief stayed on, I think we would have got a season two where it's Blake versus Travis, mm. but not necessarily Federation involvement. Mm. Um, that might be an interesting if it wasn't yeah. Federation involvement, because otherwise it would just be week in, week yeah. out, Travis losing at the last minute and, and the Liberator crew yeah. escaping. That could get tedious, couldn't it? Yeah, it, it would become very... I mean, it almost... It, I mean, it, it almost and probably did become a bit of a, a joke anyway, isn't it, that he always keeps beating the Federation. How How much of a threat is this federation if Blake continually mm. beats them um, but it's yeah I think again we, we've said this before and we, we probably will always say it seasons one and two of Blake seven are by far the better plotted most tightly done two seasons of the show mm. um, with with the closest we get to overarching story arcs isn't mm. it mm. 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 Okay, right. Well, we've got to fast forward almost to the end now, um, where Junior, um, as you say, um, he puts the gun on this dead man's hand thing. Uh, Yeah, I like the, again, I like the gun design, and I like the fact that it's got this real sort of, almost like a handbrake ratchet, isn't it? I'm thinking now, maybe it is a toy, because when he does the, there's a slider or something inside. Yes, yeah. That moves. 
And yeah. I'm just wondering now, maybe it is a toy like ray gun. Maybe it's one of those old ray ray guns, you know, that generated sparks. You know, you Could sort be, of wound yeah. them up with that bit. Maybe used to originally wind up the spark things yeah. or something like that. Um, with with this suspension thing stuck on it, you know. Um, yeah, he says he's put the energizer onto automatic. Yes. I've put the energizer onto automatic. If I let it go, it will spring back and the gun will fire. If I pass out, the gun will fire by itself. Now you make certain that I don't go to sleep. And if he takes his finger off the trigger, it'll fire. So you better make sure that I don't fall asleep. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what use this feature is on a gun. Mm. You know, because it's basically a, like a, a dead man switch on a train, isn't it? Where if you take mm. your foot off when it's on, the train, your brakes will automatically come on. If you take your... This is weird. You think it'd be the other way around. If you take your finger off the trigger, it will fire. Yes, yes. It doesn't seem a good design in a gun. Maybe Ensor designed it. That's why yeah. Junior's got it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you have this one. But Dad, that's the gun that fires when you don't pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he does pass out, doesn't he? And he does. um He's dying, basically. Well, he's, too, he's so hot in that cardigan, isn't he? Yeah. He is a it lovely does look hot, that costume. Yes, yeah. Oh, he, yeah, he must have boiled. I mean, he does look quite sweaty. I uh, don't know whether he that's does, makeup yeah, or not. Sense. And uh, Callie rolls out, and uh, yeah. the gun fires. And uh, with his dying breath, he says to get the cells to his father and Orac. And that's the last word he ever says is Orac. Yeah. Hmm. Then he's gone. And, then, and he's gone. Um, and then we have the rest of the story as discussed in the Megat um, yeah. episode. He's, it's quite. Because when you think back on it, that I suppose again because of the compilations where they cut out most of the Megat stuff in the in the where they edit them all together into films. Mm. So so you, I'm I'm always surprised at how little the Ensor Junior storyline is in this mm. in this episode. It's there's not a lot to it, is there? No. For for, and then for you what sort of merge it into the next one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For what ultimately it leads into. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is an important moment in uh, in the cruise. Uh, life isn't and i i wonder if like when it was on originally i mean i can't i can remember when Orwak first appeared and i remember the episode Orwak, but i don't remember my reaction to this one mm. but i wonder if people thought oh that was an interesting character and thought that was moving on whether it was a surprise that the following week they followed it's up a on continuation it. of it yeah yes well we'll be discussing it more when we reach yeah. ensor um won't we um was it worth it because we we've done this already on the Megat yeah. side, and we said, well, yes, because you know her people get to go out into the stars, so it is worth them yeah. going to the planet. I, th- I think this Mega. is because because if if Blake hadn't got involved, then Servlan would have got Orac one way or another. Oh yeah, Junior would die with yeah. Marriott here, yes. wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, so I know. I mean, everyone everyone dies anyway, mm. but at least they get Orac. Yes, um, Orac doesn't fall into Servlan's hands. Because I I wouldn't even think it would be it it wouldn't be as bad if Orac fell into the Federation's hands, but or, Servalan is acting on her own here, isn't she? she? Says that this isn't this isn't Federation's doing. This is her, and she would use Orac to then take control of the Federation, which she does anyway. Mm. She, 
she doesn't need Orlac at that point. But yeah, I I think if it had a fair, I, I can just imagine if the Federation got their hands on Orlac, they would put him to some mundane use. They would get him to organise all the files, wouldn't they? We should save Whereas, this for uh, the yeah, yeah. We should save this for yeah, the Orac yeah. episode. But do you think Orac is a good guy? Because I think he's. I don't. I don't think he cares one way or the other. He doesn't have moral. He doesn't have a moral system. I don't know because I was thinking yeah. about you know how he talks to Dorian, um, and he, he's quite dismissive of Dorian. I, I don't know. Yeah. Can you see Orac doing everything that Servalan tells him to do? Well, I suppose it's how much control because. Orak's fascinating, isn't he? That, that he's got the on-off switch, mm-hmm. which they're using to as sort of control. I I think eventually Orak has to do what he's told. I don't. I think he's he's got Ensor's personality, and so he's a bit crabby in that. But I think he he has to do what he's told. Otherwise, he would be the most useless computer in the world. Can you imagine if you had to get your computer on your side before you did anything. Mm. I think there must be some level of control where he is a he is a subservient tool, mm. but yeah, it's, it, I suppose it's how how sentient is he? Yeah, is the question. Well, I can totally see that if yeah. he say has morals and Servalan mm. instructs him to do something and he is evasive or just flat out refuses to do it, I can see Servalan saying, "All right, well, we're going to remove part of your processor now. We're going to make you yeah. less of she- what you are." You know, yeah. and she impair would ruin your function. Him. Yeah, yeah. And of course, then he w- he would uh, self-preservation, as we were discussing last week, yeah. is is number one with uh, with Orac. So he would yeah. have no choice but to go along with it. Or would he? Because he's much much cleverer than Servalan. So would he pretend to go along with it? But he would set things up where it would knacker her schemes. Mm. I think he might do that as well. Mm. Mm. You know, mm. or he would do something knowing that it's going to go wrong, but do it anyway because, you know, not tell him it's going wrong mm. because he doesn't like him. All right. Well, let's continue this when we get to Orak yeah. for his special episode. All right. Uh, behind the scenes on this one, I've already just said about Matt Irvin and his Sollywood escape capsules, yeah. and of course, yeah, the Ford Cortina, old Simon's uh, design. Um, Betchworth Quarry, which we were talking about Ding. last week. Here it is. So uh, um, st- we haven't got a new quarry tally this week. Uh, so we go on to Junior, or whatever his name was. Um, and, and you know him from something as well as Blake Seven. Everybody in Britain, I think, does. He was Roy, wasn't he, in EastEnders? Uh, he was, yeah. Tony Corner played Roy in EastEnders for a very long time and became very yeah, famous for it. A fair few years. Mm. Yeah, it's, it, it really is. EastEnders is the retirement plan for Blake Seven and Doctor Who, isn't it? We'll have to have it a tally really towards the end yeah. of just who has been in it, you know? Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, most famous for EastEnders. He's got a, a quite a respectable genre tally. He has a genre tally. Now, yeah. Sorry. Are you counting EastEnders as a genre? Because we know it's in the Doctor Who universe. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yes, the yeah. children in need uh, thing, yeah. wasn't it? And and, or, and also, what a classic we know that also was. A, <laughs> yeah, it, it, in one of the David Tennant ones, they're watching EastEnders, and the, when the side, you know, when the Cybermen were oh, appeared as right, ghosts, right. yeah. So, so yeah. I, Do we have to include EastEnders? I don't know. It's a bit of a fantasy, isn't it? <laughs> Shall we put that down as a half? A half, a yeah. Half. Give them a half, half a half. genre, because there are some yeah. pretty horrific characters. There in it as well, yeah. and acting as well. <laughs> some horrific acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, he's got a genre tally of 11 and a half. 
Okay. All right. So that's not bad, though. It's is not it? bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, he started off uh, way back in Doctor Who's uh, early times uh, in the Crusade. He's in the Crusade. Oh, I, I, yeah. yeah it, I've um, I've only seen the episodes a couple of times, so yeah. I I've never seen the Crusade. Um, he, he has the role of Thatcher. I don't know if that's yeah. his surname or if he's just a Thatcher. His profession. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're back to surnames again, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Doctor Who, the Crusade, uh, then the Avengers. He, he, he's following the ITV route. The Avengers, yeah. uh, the Champions, Department S, Ace of Wands, Cat Weasel. I'm a big Cat Weasel fan. Yeah. I don't remember him being in Cat Weasel. I have to look into that. I've not seen Cat Weasel in years. Oh, it's classic. I love it. I love it. That is one of my most beloved, cherished. Mm. Uh, children's TV the mu- shows. As soon as I hear the music, it's like I'm right back oh, there. Oh, I, I wanted Cat Weasel. I can see that start where he's for where he's animated for yeah, through time. Yeah. Brilliant, Amazing. brilliant. Love Cat Weasel. We have to do Cat you Weasel want, you character. Want, <laughs> you wanted a smelly old man as a friend, childhood friend, <laughs> living in the Fair woods. Enough. Yes, yeah, yeah, living in the woods. Yeah, uh, he returned to Doctor Who for Colony in Space, uh, which oh, I, right. I do remember him in. He's he's, he's in a like, yes. space outfit with a helmet, I think he played he's, Morgan. He's one of the yeah, he's one of the bad mining corporations. That's right, yeah, big with wigs. Yeah. Then it was here. Uh, then Rent a Ghost. Okay. Mm. Then he returned one last time for Doctor Who, where he was in Enlightenment. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. he played somebody called Jackson. Played, I've never seen Enlightenment. I was out no. of Doctor Who at that stage, and uh, it's um, it's okay. It's not the greatest one, but it's got. Do you remember the uh, the pop singer uh, Lee oh, Jong yeah. that spelled it with about fifteen e's? Oh, the one who and body talk. That one yes, wasn't yeah, it. Yeah. He's he's oh. he's uh, <laughs> he's in it. See, I mean that 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 period of Doctor Who was rife with the Beryl Reeds yep. and everything appearing in it. It just, it just put me off. Casting, it just put yeah. me off every time I saw it in in the magazine. It's like oh, I don't think I'll watch this one. Um, the last genre thing he did, apart from um, EastEnders, was called uh, the National Union of Space People. Ooh, I don't know what that is. I that was from three years ago. Three years ago, that came. That in. sounds like a pretentious BBC Two play. It or does. It does. So, so yeah, that gives him genre tally of eleven and a half, um, and and a, a very respectable who tally of three. Not many people that reach three, good, yeah. so that's all right. Yes. He's presumably a dependable turn-up-on-time guy. Yep, yep, yep. Go-to guy, yes. Yeah. And that's it. That's us uh, done. It's quite a short episode. Uh, it's very short, yes. This, this week. Um, but we've yeah. got much more to talk about next week. Um, because uh, next time we're returning to one of mine, and I think it's yours as a, um, a favourite story, is Killer. Because yes. we're going to discuss Dr. Belfryer. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Oof. That I, I thoroughly enjoyed that last time we did that. Oh, go, again, I mean, we were saying about this about in the Pella episode, it was nice to see Gunsar again. Well, we're going to see old Tynus yeah. again, aren't we? Yay! So we are. We'll have a bit of Ronald. Tynus and his, and his colouring book. And his colouring book. Yes, yeah, it's going to be nice to revisit uh, a killer. It will. Uh, there was stuff that see, we... See, we tell... Yeah, we can tell we're getting to, towards the end of this series because we're starting to revisit a yes, lot of episodes. Yeah, that, and with this one... Uh, I, I mean, it was a bit of a slog last week with Pella, uh, returning from yeah. Pella, but returning to Killer for Dr. Belfryer. No, 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 looking forward to this. That'll be a pleasure. Yes, indeed, indeed. All right, so, uh, yeah, see you next time. See you next time, anybody who might be listening. Uh, thank you, Ian. Yes. Yeah, no problem. Enjoy that. And uh, let's let's go, shall we? Nice one. Right, Thanks, Ian. Bye. Bye. Bye.